Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcomes. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We will provoke you to think differently. Side Effects, where problems are defined, solutions exposed. Welcome to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. How are you today? Doing fine, Scott. Doing fine. A little hot out there today. Oh my goodness. We have had a heat wave in Dayton, Ohio this last week. I know. My niece is getting married tomorrow and we have a code word for the word hot because you can't talk about the heat in front of a bride, right? Right. Because she picked July (laughs) to get married on a hot day. It's outdoors. Outdoors. So the code word for everyone in our family is when you're hot, you say, it is terrific. Oh, my gosh. Well, you might be saying that quite a bit because yeah. you already used that word to actually mean things are terrific. Well, it's going to be a terrific day tomorrow. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Really so. exciting. What's going on in your life? Well, speaking of hot, um, I have some, some work being done at my house today in this heat. I was worried about those contractors. I'm getting a new patio put in my backyard. and um, Pavers, concrete, deck? Yeah. Uh, pavers. It's pavers. Um, so concrete would have been less expensive. Pavers is a little bit more expensive. But I had no idea how much that type of work costs. None at all. In fact, I called up someone I've known for 25 years. They do this type of work. And I didn't even call anywhere else. I just called him and said, hey, here's what I want to have done. And um, he came out, looked at it and said, no problem. And sent me a quote in, in a day or two. And I, I almost fell over. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is how much bricks on my ground cost? I had no idea. Did you even consider doing it yourself? I did. I was like, there's <laughs> no way I'm paying someone this much money. Like, I'm going to do this myself. Then I went out. And I would I, love to videotape that, by the way. Well, I actually. On this terrific day. On this terrific day. I took the old patio out myself, um, sweat, and made my son help and so forth because I was not going to pay that. However, I priced it with some other folks and um, their price was really fair. Did you price it just just as a like you had no reference point. I had no reference point. I just was surprised. And so it's going to be beautiful. If you think about how many years we're going to use it, it's all going to be worth it. But I had no reference point for how much that type of stonework costs. Yeah, because it's not like you can go to Lowe's and say, here's a 20 by 20 paper lock and this is what it's going to cost. Right, right. And just the work, you know, as he started to explain it to me, I was like, well, here's how much the material is. And that's like, you know, a fraction of the overall quote. Well, they, their equipment, they need to bring that in. They need to prepare the surface. They have to put down dirt and then gravel. And I was thinking, I am not doing that myself. And yeah. so I had no reference point. Well, I tell you, you know, it's one of the things, too, that uh, and our subject today is understanding in our regions across the country the economic consequences of not understanding the cost of health care in our region. Right. And then secondarily, the health status of our region and how the economic viability plays into both of those in a really big way. And I think it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I agree. Yeah. And so that reference point becomes really important. And so many employers in a region, and we're talking about Dayton region, Cincinnati region, Columbus, whatever region you're in, um, you think about your costs inside your own company and what you're doing to control those. But what do the costs look like in your region compared to other regions? And what is your region doing collectively to try to be competitive? Yeah, so I, there's an article in the New York Times, and we'll put that article out on healthierbirthdays.com. 
Uh, and the title of the ar- article was uh, The Price Ain't Right. So it was really exposing the cost of health care by 306 regions across the United States. So the first thing they did is basically sterilize the data. So they said, hey, look, we're just going to look at Medicare reimbursements. The second part of the equation was private pay. And for our listeners uh, who are listening to us who are employers, that's the reference base that we're going we're gonna to focus on today. Because Medicare reimbursement, let's face it, is negotiated and controlled by the federal government. The pricing for health care, it would be assumed that someone is controlling that. And those of us in this business and even as employers, we've proxied that um, that permission or authority to negotiate prices with insurance companies. Right. Historically. Right. Very few, if, if uh, maybe a small handful of employers are negotiating their own direct contracts with, with the health um, system. But Yeah. In all fairness to the insurance industry, too, I mean, without managed care, without the evolution of someone controlling those costs, my heart, my gut says we'd be paying a heck of a lot more than we're paying today. But the economy of healthcare is changing. Right. And the real payer of healthcare, employers and employees, are starting to wake up to the fact that our system and the lack of transparency is just absolutely dysfunctional. Right. It's a problem. We don't really purchase healthcare in the same way that we purchase any other consumer good. And there's no way to classify healthcare other than a consumer good. I mean, it's personal consumption, it's on a person by person basis. Um, when we use the healthcare system, we use it individually. And that's really no different than if you, you know, go out and order an ice cream or buy a TV. Um, that's a consumer good. So it would be the example would be I had pavers put on my backyard, same size. You had pavers put on your backyard, same size. You come over, we're cooking out, and you say, this is a really nice patio. It's a rude question, but would you have to pay for it? And I say $6,000, and you paid fourteen. You're pretty much ticked off for the rest of the night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Got it. And unfortunately, that's what's happening in our healthcare world today. So inside of this st- study, they looked at 306 areas of the country. And you can actually go online, healthierbirthdays.com, pull up this article, pull up the website, and start to unpack your region where you live by city that starts to expose this spread. And an example uh, in Ohio, for example, on private pay... Out of 306 regions across the country, Dayton is 241st most expensive. Now, you'd say, okay, I'm a Dayton employer. That's, uh, that's a concern. Uh, that's, that's alarming to me. And it should be. For the economic viability of our communities, it's a problem. What's even a bigger issue, in my opinion, is the fact that right to the east of us on I-70, we have Columbus. Right. And there are 100 and 91 91st yeah so all of a sudden i've got one community at 241 columbus is at 191 and cincinnati which is only about 30 miles from us is 147th that's a problem it's a big deal right almost a hundred point spread between dayton and cincinnati in terms of cost so let's just think about gasoline so let's say we own a freight company we own a a trucking company Mm -hmm. and the highest price of gas is three dollars and six cents and we buy gas in Dayton for $2.41, or we send our drivers 30 miles down the road and buy gas for $1.47. Right. What, what, what are you and I going to do? Yeah, we're going to send our drivers. And even worse, we might relocate our terminal there. 
Exactly. So the economic viability of healthcare cost is really about getting jobs, creating new jobs in our communities, and keeping jobs in our communities. Right. And, you know, when, when I'm talking to employers, um, we're primarily focused internally, looking inside their organization. What can they do to control their costs? How can they work with their employees to get them to be better, better health care consumers? And we're, we're, we're looking inside that company, and then we benchmark that company against other companies like them of similar size in the same region or in the same um, industry. But there are very few conversations with those employers, not because I don't think they wouldn't have them, just because I think they feel like they, they possibly can't have control over it, is what are my counterparts doing? What is the rest of this region in which I operate my company doing in terms of health care? What is everybody else ready and willing to do? And not just the private companies, but let's talk about the health systems that serve those communities. Yeah, the proxy of an insurance company negotiating rate, those days are going to change. We're going to turn that authority back to the real payers, the employers, and the employees. And in all fairness to our listeners, too, Dayton being 241st doesn't mean that all Dayton hospitals have the same reimbursement schedules. Right. And one of the issues that was really disclosed in this article was that the cost of health care they looked at um, the price to attract and retain providers and nurses, the cost of housing in the marketplace. It was risk-adjusted for the age of the population, the health of the population. And it came down to one particular thing. It was the number of hospital system in a market that dictated whether that market would be competitive or not for healthcare cost. Mm-hmm. So you look at Cincinnati, five health systems. You look at Columbus, five or six health systems. And unfortunately, Dayton, Ohio has two systems. And there's many other cities across the nation that have the same economic problem as Dayton, Ohio. Right. You know, something interesting, though, that this study revealed is um, when we look outside of the Ohio space and we look at our neighbor over in Indianapolis or we look at our neighbors down in Kentucky and Lexington and Louisville in terms of overall cost, Indianapolis actually comes out uh, even more expensive than Dayton at 262 um, Louisville comes out at 80, Lexington at 139. And when you think about Indianapolis, they, I mean, their economy is healthcare based. They have so many facilities in Indianapolis, and they probably have just the opposite problem that they have state of the art healthcare over there. And the, the cost is driven way up because of the systems over there that they have. Um, when you think about Louisville, I think about uh, if any of you from Dayton, you'll remember when. Um, Emory closed its doors out at the airport and was purchased by UPS. Well, it was purchased by Menlo and then UPS. UPS closed that hub and they moved it to Louisville. And probably part of the reason that was in, in their thinking was the cost of doing business here was probably more than Louisville. They had an operation down there. But when I look at this, you know, the cost of health care significantly less. Yeah. So if you and I are going to run, if we were going to open a brand new company and we were going to move jobs to a community. And it really didn't matter what part of the country we were going to go to. If we looked at that map, where are we take, Where are we opening our business? Right. I'm going to Louisville based on this map. I'm going to Louisville as well. And I think what um, as employers start to see this, this sort of information, now we have some big choices. Uh, and we've earned the right to have really good conversations with our leaders in our communities uh, and the providers in, the, in, the, in our communities. 
Uh, and it's a big deal. Right. And, you know, if you're listening, you're thinking, okay, what am I supposed to do with this information? And, you know, when we, we talk to each other, we always make this promise that we might not have all the answers, but we're trying to provoke you to think differently and trying to give you some things that you can consider as you're looking at you know, how to run your business, how to run your health plan, things you should know about as, as a leader in a business or a community. And this is something that I think more and more information is going to be available on and that more and more people should be involved in at least looking at this and eventually having some dialogue and discussion about it. Yeah, let's face it. It's not a safe conversation. It's complicated, without a doubt, but we're not afraid of it because we represent one person. We represent our customers. And when we can bring healthcare cost decisions cost of healthcare and the quality of healthcare to the kitchen table of people. All of us can make better decisions. We can lower the healthcare costs in our marketplace, which does two things really well. It keeps jobs and then grows jobs. Now, on top of that, so in, in our region, as we sit here today, our healthcare costs are uncompetitive. So we look at other marketplaces like a Cincinnati. So if I'm a Cincinnati hospital and I want to grow market share, I can grow market share in my city or... Now I can start advertising in other cities. So hospitals in Cincinnati coming to Dayton, talking to Dayton citizens about the quality of health care and the cost of health care in their marketplace. That's what's going to affect our community and other communities across the state. Right. We want people to spend their money where they live and work. And I think that any time you look at economic viability of a region, that's what causes it. People go out and spend the money where they live and work. And if we have people who are driving, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes, which isn't that far nowadays. Most people have a car and price of, price of gas is pretty low these days. They'd be willing to do it. I have a friend of mine. So he worked over at GM at the plant that closed about seven or eight years ago. So he had an MRI and he called and he said, hey, Scott, I'm, uh, I'm trying to find this place to have an MRI. I have, a, I have an HSA. I have a deductible. And they're telling me it's $675. What do you recommend I do? So uh, we went to, um, he was with Anthem, so myanthem.com. You can go on there, price transparency tools. And there was one for um, $275. And I said, go here. He goes, well, I want to go there. I said, fine. You know what you can do? Let's print this out. You carry this to that facility, and you ask them if they'll do it for $275. What do you think they did? I, I have no idea. Did they do it? They did it. Wow. They did it for 275 bucks. But he didn't, one, he didn't have the information. Secondly, he, had, he, he wasn't in, uh, didn't have any authority to have that information. Right. And then once he got that information, was empowered to have a good conversation, they just agreed to do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's about asking. And I will tell you this, employees and consumers and people, they don't like to question the healthcare system. They don't. It's sort of this institution that you are supposed to just do what you're told and work through the process and system. Um, but they're people just like just like you and I. And you can have the conversation. And truthfully, the worst thing they can say is no. Right. Well, and I think at the end of the day, what we all have to realize is um, we're the customer. We're the customer. We should be treated like a customer. And so if we have questions around the cost of the health care or the quality of health care, um, we should be, have the courage to be able to ask those questions and be treated with respect and dignity and transparency when those questions are answered. Uh, and healthcare is 17% of our economy. And the healthcare system needs to realize that and must realize that. I mean, in a lot of respects, if we were treated the way we were treated at a department store, sometimes uh, in the healthcare sector, we would vote with our feet. We would walk out. But right. we're intimidated. We're scared. 
We also have some fear about our own health. Mm-hmm. But we can make major decisions as consumers. We just need to have the courage to do so. Right. And the information is key. So we talked about my pavers earlier. You're probably sick about hearing those, hearing about those. But I had no reference point. Most people. Hey, I'll put those pavers in for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. They um, won't be level. But I, yeah. Get I know. I'm thinking about how that might look. Um, but the point is, most people have no reference point for their own health care, for what that will cost. And even employers have have a very limited reference point for what health care costs in the region that your company's located in. And I think that that's a really important thing we want to raise awareness of is understanding the cost for healthcare by region and understanding what part you can play in it as an employer. And I think what we're saying now is just get information, take a look at that article we're putting out there. And then if you're invited to be a thought leader on something, take that opportunity and, you know, share your 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 knowledge and your information so that we can all collectively start to move towards costs that are understandable, one, and two, moving it in the right direction, which would be lower costs. Yeah. And the biggest dilemma in all this is the fact that Medicare reimbursement doesn't support our healthcare system, at least from the healthcare system's perspective, the way it needs to. So it's like squeezing a balloon. So if you reduce Medicare spend, that forces facilities and hospitals to look at funds in another direction. And the only way to get that is to increase the prices of the private sector funding arrangements. And I completely understand that. And it might sound like we're just completely poking the bear of the healthcare system. Uh, we have the greatest healthcare system on this planet, uh, the highest quality, and, and more access than any other country. And by golly, they're doing a really good job. But at the end of the day, the cost of health care is crippling this country. It costs 12000 per employee per year. That's $5 an hour for health care cost. Right. And we've just got to be able to have the courage to challenge this cost as- aspects. Really, so the second issue of all of this is our health care costs can be reduced in two ways. One is transparency, having the courage to talk about that cost in a brand new way. The second issue is to improve our health. Right. So if I'm across the country, I'm an employer, am I going to Ohio? The answer is no. Right. So of the disease states, Ohio ranks 43rd in smoking, 43rd in cancer deaths, 42nd in infant mortality, 40th in heart disease, 38th in obesity, and 34th in poor mental health. So not only are our health care costs high, the health of our communities are poor. Right. And they, I mean, in, in some respects, you would argue they they go hand in hand. They I do. mean, so our costs are high because generally speaking, the folks that live here are not super healthy. Um, and if you're listening, and you're thinking, I'm super healthy. There's nothing wrong with me. I get my checkup every year. You know, there's there's a whole handful of folks that-, that Which is probably back. a capacity issue. So if you think, think of Colorado, one of a healthy state in a lot of aspects, obesity, other issues- I, I would, uh, and I haven't looked at this, but it'd be a really curious thing for you and I to look at. But I, I would think the capacity of the healthcare system in Colorado per capita for healthier communities is probably less than communities like cities in Ohio. Right. So, so you're, what, let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying that there's not as good of access in Colorado or there's better access? No, I'm saying the people are healthier. Right. They're not touching the system as much. That's right. They don't need as much capacity in that region or that city. And Ohio is a very populous state, very populous. So if you know anything about the way the population is distributed across the U.S., Ohio is very, very densely populated. 
And so if it seems like we have, a, you know, a, a drugstore on every corner and a health system on every corner, we do because we, we need it, right? And not only do we need it because of the population density, we need it because people aren't well, well, I think for our listeners, a couple things we can put online at healthierbirthdays.com is a copy of that article uh, from the New York Times, The Price Ain't Right. Uh, it does list a lot of information and tools and resources where this information came from. So um, I'd encourage you to go out there and look at it. Also, the folks here at McGowan Braben will also put additional resources on healthierbirthdays.com. Uh, and as we kind of just unpack this issue of price transparency by region, uh, it's important to really give our listeners, employers and employees, the ability to simply just understand this cost issue. Right. And 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 raise their hand and ask questions. I mean, we're an Ohio-based employer. We're Dayton employer, Cincinnati employer, Columbus employer. We care about the regions that we do business in. Yeah, That's I want, why we're having the conversation. And I want our community to grow. Right. I want to keep the jobs in our community. I want to grow the jobs in the community. And we want a healthier community. Right. We, we have a great education system in Ohio. And we get great young people that come here. And then they take jobs outside of our region. It breaks my heart when they leave. So trying to keep people here. And this is an important part of that. Yeah. So in closing, one is it's not other people's money. It's our money. And by golly, let's act like it. Secondarily, we created this disease problem. And if 50% of the cost of health care is lifestyle-based... We've got some serious choices to make. So thanks for listening to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. I'm Anne-Marie Singleton. Have a great week. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Anne at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on on Side Side Effects. Effects.